Uh, Our gospel comes to us from the 19th chapter of Luke today. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. You may be seated. I invite you to pray with me this morning. Holy God, you have a word for us today, a word of comfort and a word of challenge, a word of hope and a word of guidance for our lives. Make our hearts soft. Plant your word in us that it may bear fruit through our lives. Amen. Well, as I mentioned, today is Reformation Sunday, so you probably expect me to, to preach a good old-fashioned Reformation sermon. We're saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. There you go, all done. <laughs> but not really. What I really want to do today is think about this story from the gospel, because isn't this a great story about Zacchaeus? Here we have a grown man who's a big deal in the community, and he's out running in public, and he's climbing up a tree like a kid, probably, mind you, wearing sandals and a robe while he's doing this, so there's not a lot of dignity in what he's up to. And then Jesus comes by, and in front of everyone, he looks up in the tree and says, hey, Zacchaeus, what you doing up there, buddy? Why don't you come down? Because I've got to stay at your house tonight. Now, for those of you that grew up Lutheran or in the church, maybe you hear this song in the back of your head about a wee little man climbing a tree. Um, Well, I imagine whenever we sing that, Zacchaeus is up in heaven and he does a face palm and goes, oh, that song just won't die. It's like the ice, ice baby of church songs. But on the surface, on the surface, the story, as entertaining as it is, it seems to be about wealth and generosity. And it is that, but it's so much deeper. Today, I want to think about a different question. What does the story of Zacchaeus teach us about belonging in the kingdom of God, about community, about being known? You see, Zacchaeus, as funny as this story is, Zacchaeus was a person on the outside. He was desperate to catch a glimpse of that joy that others had on the inside, and he always seemed to stand just outside the faith community, Outside of belonging among neighbors and the people in the community, outside of the respect and love of his fellow Israelites, because he was a tax collector. He was that guy. And everyone wanted to see Jesus. And as there's this huge crowd, Zacchaeus was short. Now, notice that no one would make space for him to get up close and see. Now, don't miss this point in the story. This is, I think, really interesting because think about it. Whenever you go to a parade or some big crowded event uh, with others, You make space for those who are shorter or kids or or whatever to come up front and see, right? 
Now, some of you might not know this, but I'm one of the taller people at most of these things I go to, so I'm used to this. Whether you know the people or not, you make space, but not Zacchaeus. They bunch together and they won't let him through, not this guy. So he has to run ahead, apart, up a tree, just outside all the action. Can you sense the the desperation in his actions here today? He doesn't give up. He longs to see this Jesus. So we have to wonder why. I think it's because this is a story of a man who was lonely, who was on the outside of joy, outside belonging, outside community. And for Zacchaeus and so many like him, loneliness leads to death, but belonging brings life. And friends, this week we heard another story in the news around us, a story of desperate loneliness, but one that ended in senseless death. We heard this week a story of another school shooting, numbing in the relentless familiarity, yet always devastating in the tragedy. Here in our own St. Louis, and our hearts ache and break again and again, we throw up these cries and prayers with questions such as why or how, and when the chaos settles, we hear a familiar story, the tale of violence born in loneliness, of anger nurtured in isolation, of seeds of hate planted in the soil of pain. We hear a story of a loner, someone who was without friends, without community, without loving family, and thus without any kind of accountability, one that stands on the outside, who finally breaks. And once again, we must face this unyielding truth that loneliness leads toward death. And we see this outsideness corrupting in other places in our world, don't we? The origin story is the same, even if the details on the other end vary. I think about extremism and terrorist groups. You hear stories of young men who were loners outside community, searching for belonging, searching for desperate for purpose beyond their pain. And whether that is about foreign suicide bombs going off in another hemisphere or our own citizens ravaging our beloved capital, this, this radicalization always begins in the shape of loneliness, standing outside community. When we see the hurts in people in our society permeating a generation of young people, If you've dug into this at all, you might have seen these studies that shock us about how depression and suicide in teenagers has grown at an unprecedented pace in recent years. One very comprehensive study that tracks this throughout the generations showed a a major, uh, a rise in major depression of 53% in teenagers over the last decade, 53%. We know something in this world is broken. And if you dig a little bit deeper, you start to see the the staggering statistics of subsets within that group, things like the fact that youth who are LGBTQ are four times more likely to attempt suicide. And when I hear that, my heart breaks. Your heart breaks. God's heart breaks when God sees the pain of any of all of these who are beloved children. We have to ask why. Why is it that loneliness seems to be so much more pervasive today, this standing on the outside? Friends, I think that we live in the most individualized society in all of human history. 
So much of our existence today drives us towards separation and isolation. I mean, think about it. 100 years ago, people walked almost everywhere around others in the community. Today, we ride in our own private cars, our own little private spaces. In previous generations, people worked together side by side in almost every vocation. Today, how many of us sit behind a computer for hours on end alone? Even our so-called socializing is all too often filtered through the digital realm, sometimes somehow deluding ourselves that things like bits and bytes, ones and zeros, can convey such gifts as joy and laughter and love. This technology that sprung up on us almost overnight so fast we didn't know what to do with it, and in the blink of an eye, everything has changed and unwittingly eradicates thousands of years of social evolution, of brain development, development that's enabled us to do remarkable things like reading the emotions of another human being through things like a look in their eyes, their facial expressions, the way they breathe. This life-giving connection that can never be conveyed in a text or a Snapchat or a reel. We think about the Reformation in Luther's time, the technology of the printing press had exploded and, and a paradigm was shifting in how people view the, viewed the world with the, the earth being round and all these discoveries. And the church had to say, what is the good news for today, for this new world? Maybe that's where we're at today. What is the good news of the gospel for today? The gospel of belonging, that Jesus creates Community and community is life. The gospel of belonging is the answer. It's the light that the world needs now. Friends, the church is the healing balm for the disease of loneliness. The church is the only place, the only place where a person can walk into a building full of hundreds of strangers and know that they will find deep, loving, authentic relationships and a sense of belonging and purpose. Where else can that happen? If loneliness brings death, belonging brings life, and belonging is what we do in the church. This is the church's gift for the salvation of the world, this gift that literally saves lives. In a world that continually draws lines and distinctions, boundaries and barriers, Jesus crosses those lines and draws us together as one human family into a new way of life because everyone belongs in the kingdom of God. No exceptions. Jesus calls you by name. It says, come down from that tree of loneliness. You are created in the image of God and you are my beloved child. Come. This, this is the good news of the gospel that brings salvation we need today. So if we look back at Zacchaeus, notice Zacchaeus wasn't perfect. He wasn't just a helpless victim. He was rich. He was successful. He was the chief tax collector, which means he had power and authority. He was, had people beneath him, and yet he was utterly alone. He was despised. He was on the outside. And if you look really closely at this story today, we notice something. We don't actually know if Zacchaeus was honest or dishonest. Did you catch that? 
The text is not clear. You could go either way. Monday night at our Bible study, which you're all invited to, by the way. Don't know if you knew that. Uh, we talked about this and we went back and forth. The text is not clear and we had to wonder why would Luke be so ambiguous about such a seemingly important detail? Well, I think it's because whether or not Zacchaeus was honest or dishonest up until this point is irrelevant to the story. What is most relevant to the story is Jesus. Because what comes first? Was it Zacchaeus giving his wealth away or was it the invitation and the grace of Jesus? It was that first, right? Jesus loves him, includes him first, and then the transformation happens. Then the generosity flows. It is by grace alone. See, it's a Reformation sermon after all. But what I want us to see in the story today is this. In Zacchaeus, we see one who was on the outside that Jesus draws in back into belonging and then transformation and healing follow. Because over and over and over again, Jesus takes those who are on the outside and draws them back into the center of community, into belonging, and new life begins. If we read ahead uh, just before this story today uh, of Zacchaeus, we see the story of a blind beggar sitting by the side of the road, impoverished and alone, and all these so-called religious people following Jesus were trying to silence him and push him to the side. And Jesus says, no, because everyone belongs in the kingdom of God. And so Jesus goes to him, talks with him, listens, heals him, and welcomes him back into community. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Amy preached about the story of 10 lepers who were isolated and on the outside of community in the borderlands of society. But Jesus goes to them, touches them, heals them, and brings them back into life and community and belonging over and over and over again. The Gospels tell this story. You'll find story after story after story because this is what Jesus does. Wherever we may have created an outsider, Jesus sees that one who is lost and reaches out and brings them back into community. Friends, we can't wait any longer. The world needs us. The world needs this gospel of belonging, the good news of salvation, that there is a place for everyone at this table, at God's table, because everyone belongs in the kingdom of God. So as we Go out into this week. I want you to ask, who are the Zacchaeuses in your life? Those who long to see Jesus, long for community, but for whatever reason were pushed to stand on the outside? Who are the lepers in our lives that Jesus might be calling us to reach out to with love and invitation? Who are the lost? Those who always feel like they're just outside of love. Because loneliness leads to death, but belonging brings life. How can we, how is God calling us to reach out? Luther reformed the church. And now today, God is calling us to use this gift, the church, to reform the world. Transforming the world by bringing those on the outside and bringing the lonely into belonging. Saving one life at a time until all of the world knows this fundamental truth that everyone belongs in the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we give you thanks that your mercy extends to us, 
No matter who we are or what we've done or where we've come from or what we might do, God, you love us relentlessly. And you invite us into this beautiful life of beloved community. Lord, help us to believe this, to feel it, to live it. And Lord, make us brave enough to reach out and invite those who are hurting, lost, and alone into new life of purpose and love and belonging. In Jesus' name we give thanks. Amen.